Welcome back, sporting fans, to another spectacular episode of the Paint the Wall podcast. I, as always, am your host, Steve, and I am joined this week by a man who is known to roam the streets at night looking for cheeseburgers, but I'm going to call him Logan. Yeah, I mean, when you need a cheeseburger, you need a cheeseburger. I guess there's really not much more to be said other than, no. hey, when when a cheeseburger is what you need, a cheeseburger is what you'll get. You'd be surprised how hard it is to find a good cheeseburger at uh, 2 a.m. in the morning. Well, you could just go to McDonald's, but... I said a good but cheeseburger. But you choose the streets. Yeah. I respect it. You never know what you'll find whenever you're roaming the streets of That's Kansas true. City at 2 a.m. in the morning. That's true. Sometimes it's a cheeseburger. Sometimes yeah. it's not. Sometimes it's, well, not. Yeah. Well, anyway. Two games this week. Yeah. We, yeah. Two uh, pretty decent results, honestly. Not really upset you know, about any of them. Yeah, I mean, only mildly, but that's okay. I mean, seven points in uh, seven out of nine points over the last three games is right. I mean, anybody would take that. Sure, mm-hmm. the second game, which we'll get to, mm-hmm. is a little bit disappointing, but at the same time, yep. You know, if you look at it on a bigger picture, mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's right where right where we need to be. But again, we'll yeah. get to the Vancouver one. Let's hit Dallas we will. first. Yes, sir. Um. Yeah, Dallas 2-1 win over Dallas midweek last week. Mm-hmm. Um, beating Dallas is always good. It's also not something that we do very often. Not um, at home especially. No, we ha- do that not was our... have the best record against Dallas, especially at home. Uh, they already beat no. us once this year. So uh, That was our first, first win. On the game? Yeah, I mean, that was our first win against Dallas at home since 2017. Yeah, that's crazy. It, yeah, that blew my mind. I was in the um, post uh, post game press conference in the communication we waiting on PV, and he said that stat, and I looked like everybody in the room was like, "Is that right?" He's like, "What it says here." So like, it's yeah, it was a shocking. That's that's crazy. But anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, two one against Dallas at home um, against the um, who was currently the four seed. I think they were the four seed already. Um, but beating, you know, the four seed at home, uh, and honestly looking pretty good doing it. Um, that's, that was a strong, strong result from us. Um, you know, a goal and an assist from, uh, Daniel Shallowy and then, um, second goal for Gotti Kinda, um, just a good performance. I mean, I, I really felt like we, um, you know, we really established what we needed to, um, we, we played a very good, possessive style of play, but with a bit more urgency than what we have in the past. Um, not just settling for the ball in the back, but really continuing to push the ball forward. That was super, super helpful. And even though our defense, you know, kind of struggled for a lot of the game, um, you know, Fontas, you know, kind of struggled with the speed of the Dallas front. Like, you know, they were making runs and honestly they were having a lot of, a lot of joy in the middle of the field. Um, and while our defense didn't necessarily have the answers, they did have enough to to take away the win. So, um, honestly, impressive gutty result. Um, you know, really, really good performance. A lot of guys played really well. Some not so much, but, um, you know, just a good win. It's kind of my main thought. Yeah. Um, that was, I think, one of our – well, I almost hesitate to say one of our more impressive wins. Um, but I, I think it adds to the – impressiveness that we did have some uh injuries that were out so some yeah. guys playing that don't normally play uh Jean-Nice being the main one that I think mm-hmm. of um honestly he's looked really good the last couple games man 
um, his technical skills are just insane. Like his little touches to keep the ball, keep possession, to move around people. Yep. Impressive. And he is so fast. Absolutely. He has just got blazing speed. He's not scoring mm. goals, but I mean, I know at the beginning of the year when he was playing, I was, we, probably mostly me, if I remember correctly, were uh, pretty critical of him mm-hmm. being that like he doesn't seem to do anything. But it seems like now he's really excelling with his technical skills and his speed. And now the fact that he's not really scoring, I don't really care because he just sets up so much stuff and pulls attention away. So it's like, I mean, you're leading to a lot of these goals. Even if you're not getting assists and stuff, like you being there and being so quick and them having to pay Mm -hmm. attention to you is is helping a lot. So the the note that I have written down just for my thoughts from from the Dallas game, I said Janice has continued to impress with his playmaking, both his speed and passing. He just can't seem to find that final moment where he can put the ball in the net. But yeah. it's gotta be coming. He's doing so many right things and he looks really impressive doing it. Um like you said, his technical skills are just opening up lots of options for him. Yep. So. Um, I also thought McIntosh, who got to start uh, with Melia still being injured, he looked really good again. He came up pretty uh, pretty big early again. He, he seems to excel at those like first couple chances in games mm-hmm. um, with uh, making pretty big saves really early, which is hard to do because sometimes for keepers it's hard to settle into a game yep. really early. So, um, yeah, you spoke to it, Shallowy looking really good. Um, he came into this game with 20 goals in 17 matches against Dallas. Yeah. Um, I believe I saw that that is the most goals one player has scored against Dallas ever, that he's the leading scorer against them. Interesting. Um, that could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I saw that somewhere. I'm not going <laughs> to look it up again. We're just going to go with it. Yeah, that's that's true. No. <laughs> so he did score again, so now he's up to 21 in 18 matches. I mean, that's crazy. You're right. Gotti also scored. Gotti also had an assist. They assisted each other's goals. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I did find it weird that that, was, that, that performance, goal and assist, uh, was enough for Shallowy to get team of the match day, mm-hmm. and it was enough for Gotti to get team of the match day bench. Like, yeah. they had the exact same game, but well, one of them made as a starter. <laughs> yeah, but there are two different positions. So that's, that's true. I really, yeah, it's it's because yeah. of positions. But yeah. I just thought, originally I didn't see Gotti's name on the bench list. Oh, sure. And then I was like, okay, they did the same thing. They both had a goal <laughs> and an assist. But I was like, okay, at least he's on the bench. Yeah. But, but I mean, if the guy's been on fire since he came back, too. He absolutely has. Um, I wish he could get his, it doesn't feel like he's 90 fit yet. Um. I I think he played ninety in Vancouver. Is that not not Vancouver? Dallas? Did he play ninety in Dallas? I can't remember um, now. I feel like he played ninety recently. Um, I think you're right. It may have been Dallas that he played. Um, no, he yeah. subbed out. He subbed out in Dallas. Yeah, he subbed in for Vancouver. Yeah. So I guess I still I don't remember, think he's played I, I, 90 yet. I do yet. think you're right. I think he has played 90 recently. It just doesn't feel like he's back to 100% fit yet. And boy, would I love to see him at, at fully fit. Because yeah. if we can get 90 minutes of this guy on a regular, eh, that's going to be dangerous. That would be uh, that would be pretty nice. I, I do like, our again, our midfield power that we have there. Yeah. Um, that just seems to be just a big rotation so it's like even if he maybe he is 90 fit and he just doesn't play 90 because we don't need him to 
Maybe. I'm fine with that, too, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just doesn't feel... Like, watching him on the field, like, he definitely looks like he's kind of holding back a little bit. I did see a few times against Vancouver where he could have had, uh, like, a heavy push towards the end mm-hmm. of the game. He could have had a heavy push for a goal, and he just yeah. didn't. Like, he just yeah. didn't run at all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't... But you just came on, so I don't understand... <laughs> I don't yeah. understand why, but who knows, you know? Yeah. There's yeah. probably no. a lot we don't know about that, but... Oh, for sure. Um, yep. The other stat that I saw during the game uh, about... Well, actually, I guess there's two stats here that I wanted to mention. Um, Shallowy, if as well as having 20 goals against 17 matches against FC Dallas, um, he also apparently leads MLS players with 25 shots in... Uh, being on target percentage with 51.4% on target. Interesting. So half of his shots are on target, and that leads all of MLS. Yeah. Of MLS players with 25 or more shots. But Interesting. That's impressive. So I guess he's kind of having a sneaky little quiet kind of season because <laughs> it often feels like he's not doing much, but yeah. maybe That's fair. he is. Maybe he is. Um, we also apparently with that back line we started uh, against FC Dallas – Mm-hmm. Um, are apparently three zero and one with that back line this season. That didn't seem right either, but no, that can't possibly be right. That's the Allie back four. We Martin start- said it herself. The back four we started against Dallas. Mm-hmm. Oh, never mind. We started the in Denby Fontas Rosero Davis. Okay, yeah. no, that does make a little more sense. Sorry, yeah, I was. That's, my brain I think was is our best. Unfortunately, is our best. Uh, our best starting back four that we have. Who do you say unfortunately about? Fontas. He's garbage. I don't well, think that's true. He's half and half. I think he played poorly against Dallas. Yes. Um, I just don't think he plays well against like heavy speed. Yeah, he's too slow. Yeah. No. And yeah. I but I if he's not going against a heavy speed team, he's all right. Yeah, I guess I, that's true. I mean we're talking about he, the guy that Competed he did for look okay, and he did look okay against Vancouver. Okay, yeah. he looked okay <laughs> against Vancouver. I mean, we are talking about the guy that like got robbed of a defensive player of the year two seasons ago. True, but then last season was probably the worst defender in the league. Uh, it, was I don't a ve- know it was a very weird bounce back year. Yeah, yeah. Um, Come back. Not player. Or, I yeah, don't know. lack of Australian. lack of comeback. I don't know. What to call it, but I couldn't come up with a pun. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, game ended like I said. Game ended two one. Um, <laughs> we did. Zusi picked up an injury. Yeah, which was unfortunate. Right after yep. he came on, pretty much. Uh, yeah, he came on in the. Oh, he came on at halftime. It looks like. Correct. Yeah, he came and on for he Davis. He got injured in the seventieth minute when Kyrie Shelton subbed on for him, and then stayed it right back. Question mark. Yeah, and I mean, didn't look terrible doing I was going to say it? the only bigger question mark is Shelton looked decent playing right back. I mean uh, I mean PV made the joke made the joke but I don't know if he was joking but in the post game interview he made the joke he's like maybe we found a new position for him. Yeah. I was like maybe you did. I know during I was listening to the home broadcast so it was Ali Trust Martin and Jacob Peterson. Yep. And Jacob who was a right wing mm-hmm. for Kansas City made a transition to right back. Um, he actually said with this team in particular and the way we play, it's not super difficult of a transition. Yeah. Um, and I, like at first I was like, wow. But then I thought about it and I'm like, well, 
our wing backs are just that. They're wing backs. They push mm-hmm. up on offense so much anyway. Mm-hmm. And if there's one thing Kyrie is, it's an athlete. I mean, he's yep. he's a great athlete. He doesn't score yep. goals, but you know, <laughs> he's a great athlete. So yeah. him his athletic ability to be able to do that Maybe maybe it'll end up being yep. needed. Maybe that's yep. his. Uh, maybe that'll be his thing. I I support maybe. it. I I like Kyrie as a person. So right. if he can find a role on this team, awesome. But if his role is backup striker, backup wing, no thanks. I think we can pay less for somebody who can actually score. So. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I think you know he he fi- he fits the mold really well of a good athletic back. Um, he's got a decent amount of pace just because he's a, a tall guy. He can, you know, he's got long legs. He can move. He's bigger. Um, he's good, good at potting up against guys. Uh, not so good at earning fouls, but I mean, you know, that's uh, what are you going to do? Um, well, no, he's great at earning fouls. Well, yeah, or but he's not great at being given fouls. I don't know <laughs> if I would say that he earned them because they just give him fouls for nothing. I meant getting fouls against him or called. Oh, yeah, 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 but. I don't know. I, it could be interesting. We'll see. I, I don't think anything's actually going to come from it. I think... I just don't think we have, we'll have a long-term need for him there. Now, granted, if Graham Zussi is going to be out for a while, we might. Um, but I think part of that also depends on the health of Caden Pierre, who, um, you know, it, PV has made comments that he's getting close to being able to, you know, to put in 30, but, he you know, he's definitely not, you know, getting he's definitely not going to be starting anytime soon and that's good because I, I want jake davis starting there anyway yeah i completely so agree i i'm fine with that you yep. know if we just need a 30 minute 20 minute end of the game sub right i'm fine with pierre frankly i guess i'd i guess i guess i'm fine with Kyrie shelton back there too <laughs> um yeah. because honestly with zussi out now mm-hmm. and libel being over on the left side I, we don't really have any other options that is very true. To go in it to go in it uh, right back. So mm-hmm. I guess Espinoza could probably do it if like if we needed yeah. it, absolutely needed it. I guess he could do it. Yeah, either him or I bet um, Voltaire or I don't know what uh, Rodoja's um, like. We haven't really gotten a chance to really see like his soccer IQ to know how well he would translate. But you know, I feel like he'd be able to translate all right. Yeah, probably. Um, but anyway. I think we should move on to Vancouver. Well, the last thing we need to point out from the Dallas game is the most important part. Okay. One point for me, no point for Logan. <laughs> very true, very true. Yeah. Neither one of us got any points from the Vancouver game, but I will say whenever Dallas scored their goal, it you know, it in the briefest of moments I was like, "Oh man, I'm going to be right." <laughs> I'm going to be right, and we're going to blow it. We're going to draw 2-2, and I'm going to feel so bad because I brought this into fruition by giving that score prediction. But we held out for the win, so. Yeah. Yeah. Their goal was fluky is the word that comes to mind. I know McIntosh spoke to it after the game a little bit. He's an aggressive Mm -hmm. keeper, and that one just didn't go his way. Yeah. I can respect that. I I, I appreciate aggressive keepers, especially when it usually goes their way. Tim (laughs) Melia is a great example of an yep. aggressive keeper where it usually goes his way. Uh-huh. And uh, don't know if anybody remembers who McIntosh has been behind for a few years, but it's <laughs> Tim Melia. So yeah. I, I'm not surprised to see him come out. You know, yeah, that was probably a little far for my liking, but if he felt like he could get it, you know, if mm-hmm. there's one thing I was taught growing up, it's not to hesitate. And if you decide to go, go. Yep. 
So that's, he seems to embody that. He decided mm-hmm. to go, so he went. He got beat. It happens. You know, hindsight, I don't care because they didn't score a second one. So, <laughs> yep, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, moving on to Vancouver. 1-1 draw in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a disappointing end. Yeah. Ending, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, it really was kind of – it was a very back-and-forth game, um, and yeah. they did have a goal taken away, mm-hmm. um, which – I've heard a lot about that. I was super, super on board with the, well, they just got robbed, uh, and that mm-hmm. goal should not have been taken away. Uh, really until the end of the game, and then I started seeing a lot more stuff on Twitter and more pictures, and now yeah. it kind of makes sense. So, Well, and when the clarification went out um, from PRO, the, the uh, organization that does the, ref, the uh, referee certification, um, and that the because the initial call was that um, the defender interfered with the goalkeeper, which was absolutely not the case. Um, nobody who was in offsides position interfered with the goalkeeper. Um, but what the call actually was is that the defender interfered with the defender, um, who I think was um, um, Castianos, if I remember correctly. I can't remember the play at the exact that moment. That sounds right. Um, but he, so when the defender fell over, he tripped Castellanos. And so they are saying that was what the foul was on, or that's what the offsides was on. Once they put that out and they clarified that, I was on, I got it. Like, that makes sense. It was yeah, the initial confusion that was, that I was like, that is absolutely not, Vancouver got robbed. Yeah. Uh, it, it made, like I said, it made more sense when more information, go figure, more information came out. It made more sense uh, that he <laughs> yeah. was offsides and that he was Shocker. Uh, interfering with the defender, not the goalie. And it was Castellanos. Yeah. I looked up the picture again. But oh, thank you. Um, speaking of Castellanos, uh, my first note that I wrote is Castellanos again shows his brilliance in all caps early with a six minute mm-hmm. yellow card that was reviewed for a red. Yeah. I just don't. I don't know. I haven't been a huge fan of Castellanos all yeah, year, so this kind of adds to that. Mm-hmm. Um, He's but, too um, aggressive in the wrong way. Yeah. Like he just gets a lot of bad fouls against him, and I'm like, I love aggression. Like I like to see a player who fights and cares, but you have to learn how to do it appropriately, and he doesn't know how to do that. Exactly. He's like just aggressive in the wrong. I don't even necessarily want to say wrong ways. It's just the wrong times. Yeah, that's you know, that might be like better. I I'm happy for him to be aggressive to go after the ball, but like mm-hmm. in the sixth minute at midfield, just what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yep. I don't know, but either way, Polito gets a goal yeah. with a nice looking header off of a corner kick it's in the twenty. Gorgeous minute. header, uh, yeah. Goalkeeper just absolutely stood there, watched it, uh, but I mean. Yeah. Nothing he's do- he's not saving that. There's no way. Yeah, no. Uh, you nothing. really just gotta hope that it bends a little more than it did and uh, mm-hmm. hits the bar or something. But great yeah. header, great yeah. goal. It was mm-hmm. nice to see. And then it was park the bus and hope. At least it seemed like. Oof. I don't think that was our intention, and certainly we tried <laughs> to not do that. But it became, especially towards the end, because Vancouver was just pushing really hard. Yeah. Um, as they always do. That's always our struggle playing against Vancouver. Yeah, um, especially and, there. Yeah, and I think we even talked about that last week, that that's, that's how their attack is. Like, that's mm-hmm. just how they play. So we were pretty fortunate not to give up a couple goals. McIntosh made some pretty good saves, especially mm-hmm. a couple back-to-back. One of them won't count because it was after an offsides whistle. 
Yeah. Um, but it should count. That was probably <laughs> the most impressive thing I've seen him make all year. And yeah. yes, it was offsides, and it was on a shot that came after the whistle. But still, he just <laughs> his reactions are so fast. Yeah. And he hits the ground so fast mm-hmm. that I mean, I'm good with him in goal. <laughs> he, he makes mistakes. So does Pulse Camp. We've talked about that. It feels like. Mm-hmm. At any given moment, either one of them is going to give up a goal that they shouldn't. Yeah. Um, but to me, it feels like the upside for McIntosh feels a little better or a little higher right now. So. Yeah. No, I agree. Right. Right now, what we're looking at when we're looking at the two players, I would agree. McIntosh gives us more upside. Yeah. So, so roll with it. Yeah. But. Yep. Uh, PK for Vancouver in the 87th minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, tackled by Volodaire, uh given for a PK. Uh, I got to be honest, I didn't really hate the tackle. Kind of unfortunate he didn't get the ball, but I don't really hate the tackle, honestly, because it's either make a slide and try to – honestly, it kind of looked like he was playing the ball slash trying to block a shot kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or you give up a point-blank shot two yards away from the goal. So I'm like, yeah, take take the slide. He had the right angle. The ball just ran. Honestly, my first thought when I first saw the slow-motion replay is that that is a PK because they're playing on turf. Because the ball moves so much faster on turf. Yeah. If that was on grass, the ball mm-hmm. would have been slower. He would have got the ball and cleared it out, no PK. But that was my first thought was like that's I, I don't blame the tackle on that one. I think okay. make that tackle if normal circumstances you probably do get that ball. That's that's actually good, a really so. good point. Yeah. I never thought about the turf making a difference, but that is uh, yeah, that well, I, I know turf makes a difference, but in that circumstance I didn't think about turf making a difference in the tackle, but that's that's a really good point because I, I think you're right on any other field that probably is a clean tackle. Um, but, yeah, he got he got did dirty by the by the field. Yeah, he. I mean, it didn't even look like a dirty tackle, really. He just didn't get no. the ball and did get just a little bit too much of the guy. Also, the guy, yeah. I can't remember who it was that he actually got fouled. Um, he definitely milked it a little bit. Um, <laughs> sure. But that I, I, I'm not saying that in a bad way this particular time. That's part of the game. <laughs> And I yeah. understand that. Mm-hmm. We've talked before about how, you know, if you get hit, go down, <laughs> try to get yeah. you a penalty, especially in that 87th minute down by one. Yeah. Yeah, I think a little bit of acting helped. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if he if he can get the ball on that, that's probably not a PK. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. Yeah. But, you know, he um, does. Uh, Gauld steps up, buries that PK. Yeah. Uh, great PK, too. I mean, upper 90. McIntosh yeah. went the wrong way, but. Go the yeah. right way if you want. You're not saving it. <laughs> yeah, you're not saving that one. So, um, um, no. I mean, yeah, it was it was a good PK. It was a good listen. And I mean, it's one of those. I mean, you kind of said it earlier in the podcast that if you take this game and put it in a vacuum, um, it's a a good result. Um, you know, going one one against Vancouver at at their place, um, it's a really good result. It felt though in the game that we let two points slip away. Yeah. It, it really felt like we let it slip away. It did, but also considering our first 10 games, I'll take right. it. Right, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, um, no, that's fair. Gotti did have a chance towards the end of the game uh, where he maybe could have been a PK look, mm-hmm. uh, where he kind of got pushed to the ground. I, I personally think it wasn't quite enough contact. I think they made the right choice by not looking at it. Um, yeah. But I definitely understand why people would say, uh, that you should look at it personally. I think Eric Tommy's response or reaction was the best, <laughs> as he was he had just been subbed off and was walking back to the bench, yeah, and just happened to be right behind, literally standing two feet from him, 
mm-hmm. his reaction was great. But yeah, yeah, um, that was pretty good. You know, could could have been looked at. I don't think it gets awarded either way. But no, I don't think so. Yeah. Who knows? With our luck, the PK gets saved anyway. So sure, sure, sure. And we still end up with a tie, just with more drama. But I'll take <laughs> seven seven out of nine points this past week. I'll take it. For sure, yeah. Out of the, I mean, going into that three-game stretch, I I don't think anybody expected us to get seven points out of that, especially not in the way we did it. So I'm, yeah, more than happy with that result. Yeah. Well, let's move on to our uh, MVPs. Uh, I believe we're doing yeah. both games, right? You have one for both games. Uh, I did it. I sorry. When I I think we got mixed up. I was I just did one for the entire the entire week. That works for me. Okay. I can do either ways. I had them broken down both ways. Oh, got uh, and it. honestly, okay. you may have even said uh, I don't do know it what a I week, said. but and I just forgot which one you said. <laughs> I don't know, um, okay. but I do have I have it both ways. So yeah, we okay. can do one for the whole week. That probably makes it easier anyway. Yeah, let's do that. So go ahead, give me your uh, MVP for the week. My N M sorry M V P. Um, I gave it to the uh, the team in the match day awardee Daniel Shalwey. Um, uh, one goal, one assist against Dallas. Um, and honestly just really really controlled the entire game i mean our entire offense flowed through daniel shallowy um at halftime they showed a stat on the screen where it broke down our attacking wing our attacking lanes and i think it was like 67 percent of our attacking lanes were the left wing so daniel shallowy just really dominated the you know the the course of play against dallas and honestly looked you know looked pretty good against vancouver as well um you know he performed pretty well um, I think that he, uh, you know, has really been coming into form, especially the way he started the season. It honestly was pretty bad the way he started the season. So, um, yeah, MVP goes to him. Good choice. Thanks. Um, I'm going to go with McIntosh for this week. Yeah. He, ma- he made lots of big saves, uh, kept us in in games. I know he gave up that late goal to Dallas, mm-hmm. but he made several other good saves. He made several good saves against Vancouver, especially late when they were pushing hard. Yeah. Um, that PK is not on him at all. Uh, w- be it that it's a PK, that's on the defender. Um, and right. even that it got that he didn't save it, like I said earlier, even if he dives the right way, he's not saving that. It was perfect upper 90. So Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't yeah. put anything on I'm him. I'm going with McIntosh. I think he had a great week. I think he showed that uh, it's not necessarily... I mean, he's not Tim Melia, but at least we don't necessarily have to worry about it as much. Yeah. Uh, as long as we can, I think we're. I, I would worry if we get stuck in a one nothing game. Yeah. Um, as proved with Vancouver, honestly, again, that <laughs> wasn't really his 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 problem. But I do worry sometimes that he may make a silly mistake and give up a goal, mm-hmm. and um, like he did in Dallas. Yeah. And if we're only up one nothing, we end up with a draw instead of a win. So. Yeah. Um. But I think that that could actually probably be a little easier helped by our defense stepping up a bit. So Yeah. Completely uh, agree. I go with Macintosh for MVP. Okay. I don't hate it. Who do you got for your MVP? My MVP. Um I have a feeling I'm gonna steal yours. Um and honestly if you do it as well, that's fine. Um Andre Ofantos, it I think it just has to go that way. He's been playing pretty poor form lately um he looked really bad in dallas vancouver he looked all right um but his form lately has just really not been good um and so yeah andrea fontas i think uh right now is my nvp of the week yep that's also my nvp um you're right i think the only reason that he looked all right 
uh, against Vancouver is because he was next to Castellanos, who did not look very good, <laughs> and Castellanos yeah. got burned. He he got roasted mm-hmm. pretty much the whole game, yeah. um, which Fontas got roasted the whole game against Dallas. So <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly think really the only reason that Fontas looked okay is because mm-hmm. he was with Castellanos and not Rosero. Yeah, so, well, and also Vancouver doesn't kill you with speed. Um, which Fontas does better when he's not playing against speed. So I that's think true. that was a, yeah, a chunk true. of it. But. but all right, all right. Well, before we uh, before you take us on a journey around the league, uh, don't go. forget hit us up on Twitter ptw underscore pod Facebook paint the wall podcast. If you want to shoot us over an email, paint the wall podcast at gmail dot com. I'm looking right now, and Logan, guess how many emails we got this week. Um, I think as many wins as we had through 10 games. Yep, zero. Hey, but if you guys want to shoot us over an email, I, we, we would love to read it, frankly. Um, and like I said last week, whether it's uh, funny, appropriate, or inappropriate, I don't care. I'll read it on air. I don't care. Great. Shoot us an email. Hit us up on Twitter. Just don't get us, like, arrested, guys. That's the Please. last plug for the, till the end. Uh, all right, take <laughs> us around the league. Best of the rest. <laughs> all right, let's do this. Um, so opening up on Wednesday, we got you know the the two buckets to go through. Uh, on Wednesday, we had Atlanta, New England, uh, in a very very exciting game, um, uh, finishing a three three draw at the Mercedes Benz Stadium. Uh, Columbus, Colorado, played a, another pretty exciting game. Columbus getting the win against Colorado three to two. Cincinnati, uh, who is the best team in the league question mark they're playing incredible um but they went to yankee stadium beat nycfc uh three to one um austin beat minnesota two to one at home um austin yet another one of those teams that can't decide if they want to be good or not um la galaxy getting the win against rsl um you know we we say it a lot any day rsl loses a good day around here that's Um, true so RSL losing to the worst team in the league, um, LA Galaxy, uh, and then closing out the 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 Wednesday, uh, we had Vancouver beating Houston six to two. Honestly, making me terrified going in Saturday's game. Same. I I you, I think you and I were both like, well, we got our our score prediction wrong. Um. So you know, Vancouver just blowing the doors off of Houston. Uh, moving on to Saturday. Um, Saturday had uh, quite a few fairly boring score results. We had NYC uh, playing New England uh, 0-0, Seattle Portland 0-0, um, Cincinnati beating Chicago 1-0, um, Orlando beating New York Red Bulls 3-0. Uh, you know, Orlando, you know, being kind of another inconsistent team this year. Uh, Columbus beating Charlotte 4-2. Um, you know, Columbus continuing a nice little stretch for them. Um proving that teams from Ohio can possibly uh, win some games, apparently. 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 Um, a, uh, uh, RSL coming back from the, the embarrassing loss, beating Austin 2-1. to uh, And then St. Louis beating Houston 3-0. Um, St. Louis continuing their great form. Um, they've lost some bad ones, but honestly, they're winning enough games to, to keep it impressive. Um, they're still holding on to the top of the West. Uh, you know, they haven't let go of it yet. So they're looking scary. So anyway, that's what I got. Right on. Uh, it's a fun little trip. I think that Atlanta New England game might have been the best soccer game I've watched in 
this season for sure. Yeah, that game agree. was that game was crazy. Yeah, um, I'll touch more on that here in about four seconds. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that game was crazy. The Galaxy RSL game was also a lot of fun to watch. Um, yeah, those both those games I watched the uh, like the. I can't remember what they're called on Apple TV. They have the highlights the, where it's like the twenty minute highlights or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're uh, talking about. Both I watched both of those for both of those games and the highlights were good enough that I went and watched both games in full. Wow. Because I was just like, I want these this game looks awesome. Mm. Uh, and they did not disappoint. Both games were both games were great. Impressive. Um The only other thing I have for you is that Columbus Crew team is a lot of fun to watch, man. They, I'm happy they're in the East because I can watch them and not feel bad about it. But <laughs> they are a ton of fun to watch. And uh, that Haney Mukhtar, whew, that guy can play soccer or football yeah. or whatever. He's impressive. <laughs> we, call, we call it soccer on here. Yeah, well, it's, we're wrong. It's, so I don't care. It's called soccer. <laughs> All right, let's get good, bad, and ugly. Then we'll good, uh, bad, and ugly. our next week's game, and we'll get everyone out of here. Yes, sir. Good, bad, and ugly. Hit me with your good, Logan. My good. Um... I'm going to take you to what is one of my favorite things in soccer. Um, that's not the game itself. The t-shirt um, toss? Oh, that's no, baseball. Sorry. That's baseball. Um, LAFC, whenever they played Leon, um, their TIFO. Did you see their TIFO? Last night? Was it last night? It wasn't. I'm sorry. Yeah, their last home nights. game, I'm assuming? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they had a TIFO that anybody hasn't seen. You got to go look it up. Um, but it's basically the Mortal Kombat guy. Um, yeah. And it has said finish him across the top. Yeah. And it was, it was awesome. Um, LAFC always crushes the TIFO game, but that one was one of the good ones. So, uh, LAFC TIFO for me, for the good. Now, respectively to your good yeah. and to their TIFO, it objectively doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Well... The no. only part of it that makes sense is that it was the second leg. So I get that. Yeah. But yeah. also, they were currently losing <laughs> on aggregate. Yeah. So it's normally the finish him in Mortal Kombat comes up yeah. right before you're about to finish like you're winning, you know, right. it's normally the knockout, you know, finish right. him. But right. they were uh losing. <laughs> yeah. They were not winning. So objectively yeah. it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but clearly that was their plan because they were the second leg. That was their plan <laughs> all along. So just as yeah. a tifo, it was really cool. Also it's huge. It was massive. So. Um, but yeah, don't hit me with your logic. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, so my good, I said we yes, would come sir. back to it in about four seconds. That was about ten, but you know, whatever. <sighs> don't steal uh, mine. Don't Carlos you steal. Heel. Okay. Scoring in 23 seconds for New England. <sighs> yep. And then scoring in the 93rd minute to tie the game. Yeah. That's impressive in and of it itself. Is. But mm-hmm. it also, again, that game in itself was, that was a great it was. game. It if was. anybody hasn't watched it and you have a spare two hours or so, just go watch it. It's <laughs> worth it. It was a great game. Um, so fun stat that nobody is going to care about except for me and you. Um, that is the largest span between two players' goals in MLS history. Oh. So. I didn't know that. That's interesting. But that makes sense. I mean, that's a long yeah. time. That was a long time. So Anyway. All right. Well, my bad. Um I'm going to take us around the world of soccer and bring us right back to um, uh, New England Revolution and Atlanta United. Um, my uh, my bad uh, goes the exact opposite of the first goal. Um, Brad Guzan yeah. with the... I know he was getting pressured, but I think that is the ugliest goalkeeper 
misplay I think I've ever seen in my life. It was so bad on so many levels. Um, and like Carlos Gill got the ball and it was like, he didn't even know what to do with it because he'd never been gifted a ball like that before. Terrible. Um, especially for a player as high of a class as Brad Guzan has been his entire career. That's, that's a, a bad one. So that's my bad. Now I assume you're talking about that 93rd minute Carlos Gill goal, correct? No, the, the one in the first minute. Oh, sorry. I jumped to so on his ninety third minute goal, yeah. you kind of see Guzan do this weird fall backwards, like arm flail attempt of a right. save. And I was oh, like, I, gotcha. don't, I don't know if that's necessarily bad goalkeeping. I don't think he saw the ball until it was right <laughs> in front of him. <laughs> no, the no, no, shot no. kind of came between defenders. Uh huh. So like I initially laughed at it too, but then the more I watched it, I was like, I don't think he saw that ball until it was <laughs> right next to him, and he was like, Oh yeah. well. Yeah. Um, no. Yes. No, no, no. The first goal. Yeah. That was pretty. That was pretty gross. Yeah. And it's funny because you watched it in real time and you're like, well, that wasn't that bad. And then you watch the head-on shot where it's like looking down the field right at Guzan and you're like, oh, that was really bad. Yeah. It was an ugly one. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's for me. That's bad. Like he's he's lucky that the the team that took ugly um it did a little bit worse because that probably would have taken ugly if it wasn't for the ugly that I have. That's fair. So that's fair. all right. Hit me with your bad. My bad has got to be this fake plastic grass shit they have in Vancouver <laughs> on their field. Um, there yeah. was some people posted in the Cauldron page that were at the game for the mm-hmm. Rodron. Um, they during the pregame huddle, the yeah. team was like right in front of the bench, and they could hear them talking about the grass, trying mm-hmm. to figure out what it was. Uh, apparently, it felt a little bit worse than turf. Um, Interesting. It, it was it like it wasn't turf. It was like longer. Almost like grass, I guess, but it's like plastic. Ugh, so I'm like, that just sounds. Hor- it looked a lot better than turf. I will say the tur- it, it did look. look it really looked good. nice, but like, yeah. just stop. Just play on grass. I get. I understand how hard it is to maintain grass, especially yeah. in certain climates and stuff like that. But like, figure it out, man. Grow grass. Just play on grass. <laughs> yeah. So that's my bad. Yep. Totally agree. I am completely on board. Let's hear your ugly. My ugly um, is uh, for a team that honestly um, has had a uh, uh, not a terrible season, um, but they had a, a pretty uh, pretty awful stretch of two games, uh, and that would be Houston. Um, Houston going on the road against Vancouver and getting shellacked, let again six goals against Vancouver. Um, granted, a good Vancouver team, but still, that's six goals is ugly. Um, and then making the road trip to St. Louis and then honestly getting shellacked by St. Louis and they're lucky that it wasn't six goals again, um, losing to St. Louis three nil, um, Houston, which is an ugly stretch of, uh, of two games. So they get my ugly. That's a good one. Plus I hate Houston. So yes, I'm all for it. Perfect. Uh, my ugly is kind of along the same lines, uh, but mine is RSL. Hey, and specifically their loss to the galaxy. (laughs) Yeah. On Wednesday. Yeah. Losing to the Galaxy in and of itself should should get you on the ugly list. Yeah, that's fair. But the fact that they gave up the game-tying goal and the game-winning goal within mm-hmm. two minutes of each other yeah. is just, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Like you're, was... play, you're playing the Galaxy, first off. <laughs> and now, granted, everybody is surprised at where the Galaxy are right now this mm-hmm. season. But clearly something's not ticking well for them. 
Yeah. But then they, it just, I don't, I don't understand. You give up a goal in the 72nd and then the 74th minute, and yeah, now you just lost the game. Yeah. So that's my yeah. ugly. Plus, it's fair enough. Sell, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, okay. Next week, we've only got one game. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. June 10th, we will be yep. playing at home versus Austin FC. Yes, we will. Which we have talked about a few times in this episode. We have. wishy ways this year so far. Yep. Five, four, and seven. They are eighth in the West. Mm-hmm. Uh, their last five, uh, loss, win, loss, loss, win. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember who they beat. I had their stuff up a minute ago, but I don't have it up anymore. So Perfect. Um, but a chance potentially... For us to crawl above the playoff line, we're only two points shy right now. So mm-hmm. um, if we could get these two points, three points, sorry, <laughs> um, get the two points to get above the playoff line, three points from the game puts us sure. above the playoff line. That's that might be uh, that might be big. They beat right. Minnesota two weeks ago, yep. and the win before that was against Toronto. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but they lost to Houston, speaking of terrible teams, um, and RSL. Okay, so this is basically just the RSL-Houston episode yeah, of our podcast. Much. So, yeah. um, What are you thinking? Where are you thinking this game goes? I mean, we're talking about two incredibly unpredictable teams right now. Um, we've got Austin that you know cannot decide if they actually want to win soccer games or not, and then you've got us who apparently can win soccer games now, but... Uh, we like to self-sabotage from time to time. So I don't know. Um, it, it's a really, really hard one to predict. Um, so I'm going to do the cop-out, and I'm going to say a 2-2 draw. Interesting. Um, I feel like we have been easier to predict as of late. That's fair. We have been. yeah. Um, because we have been playing pretty well, frankly. Yeah. No, that's fair. Uh, I'm going 3-1 sporting. Yeah. I honestly, think, I think we're able to get it done. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I probably you're probably going to be more right than I am. I, I, I think we will come away with the win here. I just don't. I don't feel like I can. I mean, I just feel like this is one of those games where I think chaos is going to reign supreme, and I think it's going to end in a draw. If it helps, uh, at no point did I consider that we were going to lose. I was between draw and win. <laughs> um, I did ultimately go three one, uh, but. The thing that made it hard for me is that uh, Austin got Driusi back. Uh, that is true. They Driusi's back from injury, and that is terrifying to say the least. Because <laughs> Driusi is not a bad soccer player. Uh, no, no, I would not put him on the list of bad soccer players that are no. out there. So I think uh, if he play, I mean, it'll depend on if he plays. Now their goalkeeper Stuver is not having a great year. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know. Who knows what what team we're gonna get? Uh, Driusi may be starting. Uh, he did not start last week, but yeah, he may be starting this week. So hopefully, he's still doing that slow ramp up into being like truly productive again, and yeah. we can not get a hugely effective Driusi. We'll see. I don't know. We'll find out. Yep. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody hanging out with us here. Yeah. Yet again, if you guys will head over to Twitter, ptw underscore pod. Or hit us up on Facebook, Paint the Wall Podcast, or add an at Gmail, 
paintthewallpodcast at gmail to the end of that. Shoot us over an email. We'd love to hear your thoughts uh, as well as hit us up with that five-star rating on Spotify or wherever you listen. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. It would certainly help us out and help us branch off. We can keep making episodes as we like to do. But I ain't got anything else. What do you got? Nothing else. All right. Hopefully we can pull in a win this week. Logan, as always, I appreciate you. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate you, too. Have a good week, everybody. See you guys. You'd be surprised how hard it is to find a good cheeseburger.